Hello, welcome back or welcome for the first time to the Perfectly Imperfect podcast. This is your host, Leslie Regalado, and just welcome to episode 39 already, almost 40. And I'm super excited because today's episode, I had the pleasure and privilege to have a great conversation, super fun conversation. You're going to hear us laugh a lot <laughs> throughout the episode, but I had the amazing pleasure of having a conversation with Monica Schrock. And Monica is actually a marketing and copywriting expert who is teaching introverted business women or business owners how to really find their voice and authentically communicate and just be them. And I love it because she discovered that that was her superpower because of just her being an introvert and basically needing to put an extroverted mask on for a while until she discovered that the reason she was good at what she was doing was because of the qualities that she had as an introvert and she embraced all of that and decided to teach others how to do the same thing so listen in she shares really great wisdom specifically at the end about marketing and really content creation to really attract your ideal client and i learned a lot and i've applied quite a bit of it but she also shares really fun and great parts of her story that I enjoyed listening to. So I hope that you enjoyed today's episode of the Perfectly Imperfect Podcast. And don't forget that if you are not already a part or a member of our Facebook group community called We Lead Society, head on over to Facebook groups, uh, search for We Lead Society and click join. So we'll see you on the inside. All right. Enjoy today's episode of the Perfectly Imperfect Podcast. Today, this is Leslie Regalado. Welcome to the Perfectly Imperfect podcast. Um, I am super excited about today's guest. Her name is Monica Schrock. And Monica is actually a business coach for introvert entrepreneurs with a mean coffee habit and a serious nerd streak, which I love. And I was just telling her that I had no clue there was like business coaches for introverted entrepreneurs. So I'm excited to chat with Monica and I Hope that you guys are excited to just hear a little bit more about her story. She has a really interesting story. And we're going to share a little bit more about the topic of copywriting and just creating that kind of content that's going to get you out there. So, Monica, if you wouldn't mind jumping on and sharing a little information about yourself, a little bit of your story, so we can get to know you a bit more. Sure. Uh, thanks, Leslie. I'm so happy to be here. And also just want to say I love the name of the podcast. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, I'm Monica. Uh, like I said, I'm a marketing coach for introverts, which I think um, as a whole is, is kind of a new niche on the like coaching um, yes. in the coaching industry. I would industry. say so. Yeah, because I've never like I told you, I've never really heard of that. But I think it's such an important part of you know, it was missing, like, like you're filling a gap in, yeah. you know, in coaching because yeah. Cause I feel like a lot of people that are in business or entrepreneurs, you would expect them to be more extroverted, more of a people's person, but you know, that's exactly. not necessarily true. Yeah. And you know, I was, um, <laughs> I would get like this, like feeling when, when I see like coaches coaching people I knew were introverts and had a really, really like big block actually putting themselves out there because we've been told to do that our whole lives. Like it was something that was wrong with us and they would right. just be like, just make a video or just put, you know, and it was just like, no kind of, it was like a one <laughs> size fits all thing. And it was yes. no kind of like tailoring to their energy or the way that they, you know, go through life. It was just like, no, do these things like extroverts do them and you'll be fine. <laughs> and yeah. Like, oh. And that does not always work. No, it doesn't always work. And when it does, or, or it seems like it's working, um, from my experience and my experience with clients is that we've just put on this extroverted mask that yeah. ends up draining us faster and making us feel like we are not being who we are. And then we feel like selling is less genuine because we're not doing it in the way that we're comfortable with. Um, so that's been like something that I've been really stoked to help fellow introverts do and be able to like, you know, put their message out there, but also sell in a way that makes them feel aligned and comfortable. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. And how I kind of, my story, oh man, <laughs> my story. Well, my, my background, I am from California. I'm from, um, you know, I was born in Oakland, California, um, grew up in Texas and went to school for marketing. 
And um, yeah, I moved to LA when I was like just graduated college and just dove into nonprofit uh, marketing communications because I've been a really passionate environmentalist since I was a little kid because my mom is and just was always a super like passionate cause person. <laughs> Even as a young person, I was like really, really just ready to rally behind a cause. So I thought nonprofit work would be perfect for me. So I went into marketing communications for nonprofits, um, did that for years in Los Angeles. And um, I think, uh, yeah, part of it was that I just wasn't embracing my love for marketing. And when I finally did, I, in true marketing person fashion, I was like, what unique lens, what differentiator do I have to place on <laughs> marketing? <laughs> and that's when I thought about being an introvert this whole time in, you know, marketing and communications and even PR and, and through the whole, you know, come up of social media, I graduated college in 2008. And, you know, that's very soon to when businesses started using social media and just being in it the whole time. I was like, being an introvert has been um, a, was a challenge for me because I, you know, people didn't take it into consideration in offices. It wasn't something it was like, you know, I got the feedback that not in offices, but in my life that I'm like cold or distant or uninterested when really I'm just processing. I just <laughs> don't speak before I'm ready. You know, all those things. Right. Are kind of impacting. right. We're, yeah. We think <laughs> a little bit more than we speak. I feel like there's just so much more thoughts happening. And then once yeah. we're ready, it's like, it comes out of our mouths, but we're not just saying things just to say them. So yeah, absolutely. No. Yeah. And so then I thought, you know, I was like, Oh, you know, I want to see if anyone else is you know, <laughs> anyone else feels this way. So I wanted to help people with marketing and messaging. And, and so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go with this introvert thing, because I feel it really hard. And I feel like there's people out there who would resonate with it. And it turns out there were so I started this Instagram as kind of a, a, a mode of self expression. And then it organically grew into marketing coaching and what people needed from me. That's amazing. You know what, I yeah. have been hearing a lot of people like as I've kind of branched out into what I'm doing now and they're always talking about you know find what your superpower is like what is it that makes mm. you unique what is it that makes you stand out and what is it that you have to offer the world and I feel like yeah. so often we're looking on the exterior side of ourselves when really all we have to do is just look within because your superpower was within you this whole entire time, like your entire life. Whole time. And like you said, you know, <laughs> we as introverts, you know, it's almost looked at as it's something that has to change and you have to grow out of it. But on the contrary, <laughs> I think it's something that it can be so powerful. Like in your case, you know, it's obviously allowing you to do something you are passionate about and not only bring an income, but make an impact in other people's lives, which is incredible. Oh, that's like the best intersection, right? <laughs> the best intersection, impact and income. And yeah, I mean, it, it's something I even like tried to suppress for a while and I would keep burning out because I wasn't leaning into who I was. I was trying to lean out of it. And that's just never the way. <laughs> yes. Well, I think it's so wearing on someone when you're not being yourself, you know, like I know I've done that in oh, the past yeah. where I'm just trying to be someone else because of what you mentioned, you know, because people are expecting something different or maybe what I was doing in my, in my life at that point kind of required me or I, so I thought, you know, to be someone different and it's exhausting to be someone you're not. And it's, I feel like oh, once yeah. you are who you are and you just like, you know, that's enough, you know, like you were not imperfectly made, like you're perfectly imperfect, exactly the way you are. Yes. I feel like it's such a freeing experience. At least it has been for me. It's like, oh my gosh, like I can just be me. And that is like absolutely perfectly okay. And I feel like once you embrace that and once you um, understand that that's like exactly what you're supposed to be just you so yes. I just uh oh, I love what you're saying so what has been the biggest challenge Monica as an entrepreneur mm -hmm. you know coming from like corporate in a sense with nonprofit what right. has been like your biggest challenge as an entrepreneur like as you got started and even as you've continued yeah you know what it's funny coming from nonprofit I think was actually helpful um, in, in this space because I worked for very like scrappy nonprofits um, except for one, which was pretty large, but even still was a little bit punk rock. So, uh -huh. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't, um, it wasn't super corporate. I've never worked at a job where I couldn't wear like jeans and a t-shirt and vans <laughs> like nice. my entire nice. life. So, <laughs> but my, but my biggest struggle as an entrepreneur um, 
and, you know, getting like a little like behind the scenes and vulnerable about my business is that um, I have a hard time treating my own brand as a job. Like I always put client, client work first. Um, And even as someone in marketing, I still struggle working on my business instead of in my business. Uh, (laughs) That's my biggest challenge as an entrepreneur. Um, And I just like love the name of your podcast because like I always tell my clients like, you know, perfectionism is a huge challenge for them. And it definitely has been for me in the past. Um, and it's just like, I always tell them like, put out that imperfect offer or in per- and like, for me, I, I, you know, I, that working on my business is something where I'm just like, I need to put myself first sometimes. Yes. And that's something I still really struggle with. <laughs> well, you know what? And that's, um, I'm always talking to people about that. And I've done a couple episodes of, um, on it. And just, you have to do self-care. Like, I've learned that as a mom more than anything, because I have three kids and obviously, I mean, children in general, if you have one, two, and of course, three in my case, they require a lot, a lot of time, a lot of energy and, you know, they didn't ask to be born. So like, you really do have to, in my opinion, like I want to do my best for them. So I've understood as, you know, I've grown in motherhood that if I don't put myself first, like if I don't do stuff that fills my cup up, like Mm. I cannot offer them anything because what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be offering them the leftovers, like whatever's left after I, you know, take care of them and take care of the house and the husband and my business and whatever else is going on. Like I have to fill up my cup because I want to give out of overflow. I don't want to give out of lack. And I feel like when we don't do self-care and we don't put ourselves first, like that's exactly what we're doing in all areas. And it's, you know, you just cannot give your best. You can't do your best work. You can't make the impact that you're meant to, to make in people's lives or in the world or wherever, if you're not, you know, good with you. And I think that's something that people struggle with a lot because they're like, no, but this, and, you know, I have to do that. And they, you know, like I have to feed them and I have to, you know, cook or whatever. And I'm like, I'm not asking you not to do any of that. I'm just saying, you know, make sure you schedule time in for you. Mm -hmm. Like don't make yourself the last priority. And like, at the end of the day, it's like, oh, I guess I didn't have time to do that. You know what I mean? That's what always happens. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And that's so translates to business business, because like, if I'm not able to, be creatively expressive and work on my business, then, you know, I'm not gonna be able to give hundred percent to, to my clients and other people. So I have, um, a ma- I'm in a mastermind and one of my mastermind sisters was like, I always do my business first. And I was like, Ooh, and this was like two <laughs> days ago. So I was like, Ooh, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to start looking at it that way and be like, no, I have to get my stuff done first. Yeah. Um, and keeping those appointments, like you said. Yeah. Well, you just, you know, unfortunately you just can't give, what you want to give to other people, unless you do take that time for you, you know, whatever that, you know, that is, sometimes it's just meditation, sometimes it's prayer, sometimes it's exercise, sometimes it's just, you know, going for a walk, I don't know, you know, listening to music, whatever it is that you need to do for you. And then like, you know, your mastermind sister said, then it's like, all right, now I need to do my business. And then let me help others with theirs. Because unfortunately, you know, you can't do your best job if you're like lacking in all those areas. Oh, so true. So <laughs> thank, you. Um, in- thank you for that <laughs> small coaching session. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. So um, so I'm coaching the coach. Hey, I'm yeah, yeah. your help too. So we can, you know, go back and forth here. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so what are you what, what are you most passionate about? Like with what you do? Um, I mean, I can just tell that it's something that you're passionate about just because it kind of was birthed from like something within yourself. So, but, you know, in your own words, what are you most passionate about, you know, about what you do for work? Yeah, I think it all. So I'm like so passionate about, like I said, causes and, and a part that part of that is a lot of my um, copywriting and marketing clients, uh, about half are nonprofits. So I still get to fill that like co- awesome. charity and cause cup, which is awesome. Um, and I just, yeah, I get really passionate about things. And when I do, I go for it. And, but it all kind of, comes back to one thing and it's I love words I'm passionate about words and how they connect people in a lasting way so that's really what I'm passionate about when it comes down when it comes down to everything my absolute favorite part of my job is that look on a client's face um, whether it's a coaching client or a copywriting and marketing client when I've helped them with their messaging and they finally feel like their brand represents their purpose and themselves Mm. and the best feedback I could ever get is you know I 
I've always wanted to say this, but I could never find the words. And that's like at my core, what I'm passionate about is finding <laughs> the words for people to actually express what they want to put out there because it's that clarity and that confidence that really makes mm -hmm. it way easier to be the face of your brand or your right. nonprofit or ask people for money. <laughs> right, when, right. When you feel unclear or not confident about it, there's just a few words can change that entire dynamic. And that is what I'm super passionate about. Oh, that's not, you know what? I don't know why I had never heard of like people that did this. Like, you know, I can be a little, I don't know, what do you want to call it? Um, I don't know, spacey. I don't even know what the right word is, but <laughs> in, in regards to like, oh, like people do this, like, oh my, you know, every time I talk yeah. to someone and like they have a business that I've never really heard much about or, you know, aren't yeah. really familiar with, it's like, oh my gosh, like people do this. This is so helpful. This is like, their I whole thing. Totally, yeah. 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 <laughs> like I can totally use it. Like it just like when you're talking, I'm like, yeah. And I feel like it's, it could be such a huge help for people to actually attract the right kind of people because yes. I feel like when you are trying to do this yourself or at least for me this is what I've been um, having an experience with is I'm looking at other people's stuff and you're like all right and then you kind of try to copy it a little just kind of put your own little twist into it yeah. but if you can have someone like yourself yeah. that can be like, oh no, like, let me teach you how to express yourself, like how to bring out what's inside your brain and kind of spill it into paper or into, you know, a post or whatever. Like, I think that just for me, I'm like mind blown, like, you know, I keep talking, but I'm just like mind blown over here. Like, oh, wow. Like that is so, it, I, it just, I can, I can tell how it can help someone not only feel like, yes, like it finally sounds like me, but not only that, but then it could transfer into it becoming something that can help them grow their businesses in such a yes. wonderful way, because now you're attracting the people that you want to be attracting. Like it's not just people that, you know, other people are attracting and now, now you're attracting because you're kind of sort of using other people's words, but now it's right. like, no, this is me. And now people are attracted to what I'm saying. And that's who I want to be in connection with. So, okay. Let me, yes. let me stop talking. No, you nailed it. Exactly. And, and that's like, that's definitely like a process. I think that a lot of like new business owners go through, like you see a lot of people you look up to and, and are, are maybe something you can see, you know, someone you can see yourself being sort of like, and so you kind of emulate them in a way in the best ways and the ways that you find helpful. Um, but then, yeah, maybe you end up not attracting ideal clients because their ideal clients are not yours. Um, and your words and your story and your message of what you put out there should be attracting that ideal client, which means it will be repelling people that you don't want to work with, which is just as important. I think that's really scary for a lot of people oh, yeah. um, to actually put those like opinions and, and stances out there that are like, you know, this is what I think, which are, which is not going to resonate with everyone, but you can't help everyone. And honestly, you don't want to, we've all had clients where we're like, yeah, that's not my ideal client. Right. 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 And like we, <laughs> we talked about earlier with being introverted and how just some people drain you and you just, you know, you don't, yeah. you, you get that bad energy. It's, I think it's the same thing in business. You know, when you're attracting the wrong yep. people, it's so wearing on yourself and it's like, it takes so much energy to work with them or to like put out the stuff that they need or whatever the case may be that if it's just like your oh, natural so like you it just flows I know like when I've written stuff like I wrote um a short like version of my story for a book and it was just like me you know writing it just it was just flowing yeah. so nice like I wasn't trying to be anyone I wasn't trying to like satisfy you know anything that anyone expected it was just this is me and it was really yes. easy and really fun and I feel like that's kind of how it should be once you embrace like you Yes, it makes it so much easier. And, and a, a practical tip for that, I think, with writing is that you really need space in your mind to write things that come from you. And so what I tell my clients all the time is like, you know, follow some people that you look up to, but don't fill your feed with with people who do what you do, because it's just going to fill your mind with their mm. messaging and it's going to fill your mind with comparisons and self-doubt and you don't need that to find your messaging. You need that space to come within your in, come from within yourself to think about things, to have those shower aha moments. Like you need that space. So if your face is in your Instagram feed all day long and you're just reading what other people in your industry are doing, it's very counterintuitive to you being able to pull from your unique 
you know, voice. Oh my gosh. I wish I could echo that for the people in the back. That is so good. <laughs> you know what? That, that, is, that makes so much sense. And I hope whoever is listening can like hear that. I want to make sure I like put a big old bold sign, like read this or listen to this. <laughs> uh, not read this. I'm not reading. Uh, listen to this because that is so freaking good. You know, just, I feel like, yes, it can totally fill up your brain with just yeah, a lot of comparison, a lot of, you know, yeah. you're trying to mimic what others do. I mean, I know I have found myself in that, you know, place. So I'm going to be the first one to take that advice. And I'm going to go back and be like, ah, yeah, like, I love you, but nope, can't, you know, read, you know, can't read all your yeah. stuff all the time. Because instead of it being inspiring, it's almost like it's drowning out your own thoughts and your own messaging and your own words. So that, that makes so much yeah, sense. Yeah, it becomes noise. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> it so good. Noise. Oh, Monica, you're good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, so we talked about kind of what, no, we haven't talked about this. Um, What led you to do the work that you do? Like what actually didn't, mm. you know, for you to be like, go on your own and start your, you know, your business, um, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and, and, and share and share a little bit more. Yeah. About oh my gosh. I, yeah, I have such a like, like piece by piece story with what got me here. It's so funny. Like I, I, I went to um, school on about on a basketball scholarship. So I was oh. playing basketball um, in college. Yeah. I love that. Hello, Leslie here, just interrupting you for a couple minutes. I wanted to jump in here really quickly and personally invite you to head on over to Facebook, uh, to click on Facebook groups and then type in We Lead Society. That's W-E space L-E-A-D space S-O-C-I-E-T-Y. And it is a community, a family of female entrepreneurs and some in the making. But I created this community a few months ago and it was with the idea of just sharing some knowledge, some wisdom, some tips, advice for female entrepreneurs and those of you in the making. It is something that I wish I would have had when I first started my journey as an entrepreneur, my journey of self-development. And what I do is I just share every single day a daily dose of inspiration, encouragement, and empowerment. And I do it via post where I share a positive affirmation every single day. I share a business slash success tip. And I also share quotes and Facebook lives and I just kind of come on there and share my heart with you guys with the hope that it will inspire, encourage and empower you to really get out there and live your best life and just create that life that both you and I is possible for you because it is time that you turn your brilliant ideas into reality. So head on over to Facebook groups, type in We Lead Society, click join and I will be waiting for you on the inside. <laughs> See you there. Um, and so I went to school and, you know, like you go to college and you're like, okay, I'm 18, you know, and someone was like, at, at orientation, they're like, what do you want to do? Or what's your major? And I was like, what? You know, <laughs> you're like, no I'm going to play basketball. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I thought I'd have some more time to, to decide to my life. Out, yes. <laughs> Yeah. And so I, you know, I love history. I love art. I'm like such a nerd in all the, in all the senses. I love reading. I love writing, but I'm also a very, very big, like logical person, like realist, logical person. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a big part of my personality. So I was like, mm, a history degree or something is not like I can read history books my whole life. I don't want to be a history teacher or like a historian. So I was like, okay, business school is the way to go. Right. That was like the logical, like business school is the way to go. And I looked at all the majors and I was like, marketing seems like the most fun. <laughs> <laughs> so that is literally how I chose my path from the beginning in like 2005 or whenever it was. And it was so funny because I was like, okay. And then I got in there and I was so interested in consumer behavior. I was so interested in, there was like such, oh, there was such value in like specifically where I went to school where we were able to just like hands-on throw ourselves into marketing plans and helping local businesses. And I was like, this is really awesome. And then I, I was able to use those skills that I learned those foundations <clears throat> and translate them to the causes that I enjoyed, like environmentalism and animal rights and public health and 
um, you know, and, and non-toxic living. And so I was able to, to apply them to all these nonprofit jobs, but during, you know, so I lived in Los Angeles and I was working for nonprofits and, um, nonprofits don't really pay more in Los Angeles (laughs) (laughs) than they do everywhere else. So I had to supplement my income. So since I was like 22, I was doing freelance marketing, um, on the side, like always, like I just got into it really soon, helping people with social media because it was so new. And I'm, you know, that, that millennial that like aged into it really perfectly as far as the timeline goes. And I was able to just make money on the side. So I've been kind of doing this for so long, but never really looked at it as something that could be my full-time thing. You know, it was always just something I supplemented because nonprofits were my path. And I think I hit this, this realization when I turned 30, um, almost four years ago. And I was in LA and I think this will be really real for people. (laughs) I was in LA and I was like, I turned 30 and turning 30 was no big deal for me. I'm not, I didn't see it as something that was like, you know, my life is over. Um, But I did see it as this turning point of like, um, I have no money. (laughs) (laughs) I have no savings. I live paycheck to paycheck. I've been in a, a month to month lease in a one bedroom apartment in LA for 10 years. And which I loved it, but there was just no way that I was going to be able to build a life in that situation. Like there were a lot of things that needed to change, you know? And so I decided with my, my, um, my partner, Tom and my best friend and now roommate that we were like, we're going to move. So (laughs) within, I think, gosh, from my 30th birthday, within seven or eight months, we had moved, um, right outside of Portland, Oregon. Um, and, I was like, cool, cost of living is down. I love, I had this realization that I love marketing no matter what it's for. And I need to stop shaming myself into thinking there's something wrong with me doing it in a way that's not for nonprofits. And that was a huge turning point to lead me to this work where I was like, there's nothing wrong with liking marketing. Um, and you don't have to do it for nonprofits for it to be the right way to do it. Right, right. <laughs> you know, um, that was some story I was telling myself. Um, and so that realization and that move and that space for me to decide um, that I was going to do this was led me to this work and being able to start this Instagram for self-expression. And I feel like the next question I'm is really going to be like where I can share how I got into like leaping into full time. <laughs> <laughs> so go um, ahead and discuss that. We'll go because... right into it. <laughs> okay. So cool. just like the hurdles, like, and, hurdles the obstacles, and obstacles yes, that you face <laughs> along the way and how in the world yeah. did you overcome them? Because I think that is really where the magic is. You know, as you listen to yeah. people's stories, it's like, all right, all right, that's good. And then it's like, okay. And this is where like, I had to overcome this and I had to overcome that. And even if people don't have the same exact hurdles and obstacles, just the mindset that it takes to overcome them and the action it requires, I feel like can help people like, okay, you know, it can kind of open up some ideas and they can start flowing. Yeah. So yes, for you, what were those obstacles, those hurdles and how in the world did you overcome them? Yeah. So when I moved here, I was like, okay, everything's going to be better. Classic, right? Like, you know, (laughs) the grass is greener over there. (laughs) Yeah. Super classic running away from the problems, thinking they're going to be better somewhere else. (laughs) And um, (laughs) so I, but I mean, a lot of things were better. Definitely. We have a bigger space to live in, but I was, I was still um, working for, you know, um, a nonprofit um, that I, that I love. And, but I was just like, there was something within me where I was just like, I'm not happy. And I couldn't really figure out what it was. I had started this Instagram and those were the glimpses of like happiness for me is that I got to work on Unsocially Inclined, even though at that point I wasn't selling anything. I was just, you know, doing market research and making fun content and making connections. It was still kind of the brightest parts of my day. So I knew there was something there and I needed a little push, it turns out. But in like, <laughs> so my my 30... I don't know, 30, I think my 32nd birthday, the day after I hired my business coach. And I wasn't even like fully sure what like this business was going to be. Um, but I was like, I just need someone to help me. And I had a block with coaches before, which is hilarious now that I am one. I definitely <laughs> did. I was like, what does that mean? Like, how do they even help? And then I'm like a basketball player. And I was like, wait a minute, basketball players have coaches their entire yep. lives, like their entire careers. Like, this is no different. Like, you need someone to get you out of your head, someone to push you, someone to challenge yep. you. And that's like always the case in whatever we're doing. Yeah, absolutely (laughs) true. Yeah. So I lifted that block. I hired a coach who I still have to this day. 
Um, and she gave me the advice. She was like, you know, you've worked for your nonprofit job for, you know, almost six years. Like you should give them like a contract proposal and see if you can go contracted and, and explore, like, you know, taking on clients, more clients for marketing and copywriting. And I was like, okay, cool. So I did that. Um, it seemed well received. And then a couple months later, um, I was laid off with another person and which was interesting because I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> like I didn't really know the correlation, but uh, when things like that happen, being laid off, and I'm sure some people who are listening maybe can relate. There's a huge like ego block that comes in in the beginning, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> it's an ego blow where regardless of whether it's about my work or not, which it definitely wasn't, but you know, it's that like voice inside your head. That's like trying to counteract the like, am I good enough for anything mm-hmm. now? Counteracting it with like, what's their problem? Like, how dare they? Like, right. I'm awesome. That like overcompensating. <laughs> right. You right. Know? The two opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that real conflict inside your head when that happens. And I think it's super normal and natural. And I like to talk about it all the time because I think it's like, okay to talk about our egos and how they like how we interact with them um because it's a big part of how we do business and um so I went through a couple weeks of that once I got laid off and I was like uh like you know struggling with it and then like a moment came where I was like okay this is coming and you can't do anything about it and honestly you wanted to be a contractor anyway so this is like this is your opportunity like it wasn't on your terms which is why my ego was getting in the way but it is the opportunity I wanted. So, you know, uh, they offered me a really a small contract and I could have let my ego get in the way and been like, no, I don't want the contract, you know, but I took it and I was like, this is the foundation for what I'm doing. And so that definitely lit a fire under my butt 100%. And <laughs> I think in an equivalent way of what like jumping into your own business does and like taking that leap and quitting your job, I think both those both of those things like kind of light that fire. And that's 100% what I needed. It was an obstacle, but it was the best obstacle I could have been given because it gave me that like scrappiness. You know, there was a bit of survival mode, but I was able to hone in on my skills, see what people wanted from me, put it out there in my personal network, which I did had never done, Leslie. This is crazy. Like I had never, people in my life, I'd been doing marketing and copywriting for 12 years and people in my life didn't even know I did it. Like, that's how little I talked about it. They're like, what? They're like, did we you didn't even start? know you did marketing. Did <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? This has been my entire career. It's just been for nonprofit. So I always just, you know, shared the causes and didn't really share what I did for oh, them. Okay. And so once I put that out there um, and just was like, hey, I just got laid off. I'm looking for projects in these spaces. Like my community, my network that I had been in for years, just helping and being there and like supporting and and, you know, doing talks for and, and doing all these things like completely ignited wow. and like helped me find projects. And within 90 days, I had doubled the, the salary that I was getting at my full time job and was like out of survival mode because I just went for it. And that like that obstacle obstacle became like, you know, <laughs> the best opportunity. And I think that's a lot of these hurdles and obstacles can become that. And it's just the way you look at them. We're faced with challenges every day in our business but it's also an opportunity to look at it analyze it and be better and i always tell clients that with like content and copywriting and marketing i'm like all this stuff is very very like it's it's low risk it's like i'm like all you like detach the value from yourself put things out there and learn from it like that's the best thing social media is for you get to learn so much about how your audience consumes content what they react to what they resonate with what they like what they weren't really like to like liking that much and there's so much out there to just test and that may seem like a failure or like a hurdle but really it's an opportunity to learn more about your audience and yourself and how your business can be better yes 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 and you know what I think the hardest thing is to detach yourself from whatever (laughs) happens as a result of what you put out there I think that you know Although social media is so great, like what you said, to for you to just understand and see what people like, what they don't like, etc. I think the first step has to be to like really figure out how in the world like we can 
not take it personally. Like if they only get, if it only gets yeah. two likes as opposed to, you know, 30 or 40 the other day, it, you know, not to be like, okay, you know, did they not like, do they just not like me anymore? Did I do something wrong? It's like, yeah. you know what? No, let's analyze the content. Okay. What did I put out there the other day that they loved? And maybe this, not yep. so much, you know? So that's a great exactly. way to, to really just put things into perspective. And I love the way that you overcame that hurdle. And like you said, it's not, and I, I think I just put out a quote about this today or yesterday. It's not what happens to you. It's how you react to it. So just your reaction mm-hmm. to what was going on. I mean, you could have, it could have become a very ugly place, you know, a very dark space yeah. in your life. And because of the way you reacted, obviously it was this amazing launching board for you to start this business and, you know, make the impact that you're making now and the income, which is exciting. Absolutely. So, a little bit about, um, I don't want to take too much more of your time, but I do want you to chat a little bit. I, and I know you've been kind of um, putting it into the conversation throughout, but just some tips, um, additional tips that you mm-hmm. feel would be helpful when it comes to, you know, copywriting and putting the content. Like I know you mentioned, you know, making sure that you get it out of other people's feeds so you can obviously have that space to think and um, create this content. But what are some of the tips that you feel are maybe like the top two or three? I don't know if you can even, you know, come up with like those off, like just, yeah. asking, you know, uh, right away. But just some tips that you feel are really helpful that you have found that have helped you and the people that you coach. Absolutely. Um, I think like this is such a good record, probably. Um, but but, hey, but if we're not doing it, we need to hear yes! it again. <laughs> so true. So true. But like the most important part of how you know, you message and what you say is who you're talking to. Um, So as a copywriter and someone who has to figure that out for people, that is often the biggest obstacle with clients and and also coaching clients is that they don't want to choose a person that they're talking Mm -hmm. to because it means they have to, I think in our minds, it means that we are Closing, losing people, losing we're people. Losing, yeah. We're closing the door <laughs> yeah. on people. We're closing the door on money is like the yeah. the outlook. And really, you're not. And I could say this a million times as a marketer, but marketing to everyone is marketing to no one. <laughs> like it's just mm, it's, that's good. Yeah, it's just not. Um, it doesn't work because people don't see themselves in your content. And that's so important mm-hmm. that people see themselves in your content. They see themselves in your story. They see themselves in the examples and the and the testimonials you put out there. So I recommend, this is like kind of a quick tip, is like not, some people say do, you know, an avatar or, you know, whatever as this person that is like your ideal client. I always recommend looking at a real person that you know in your life. Maybe it's a past client. If you hadn't had clients yet, maybe it's someone you know in your actual life that's struggling with those things, which by the way, is not you. It's not yourself. <laughs> because and you know what's funny? Cause yeah. that's always what I think. I don't think of myself now, but when I like, when I've thought about like my quote unquote ideal client, I do think back to my younger self yeah. and it's like, okay, what could I have, you know, used or where was I at at that point? Like, how did I get from there to here? And what is information I can share that can hopefully help people, you know, get from where they're at to like their future self. So, but I'm, I'm curious to find out, you know, cause you're like, it's not you. So, okay. So (laughs) continue. Cause I want to hear this. (laughs) That's part of your story, which is so helpful. And your story is going to um, inform your ideal client and how your messaging comes across for them. But a lot of people are like, well, I'm my ideal client. And I think they mean their past selves, but really you can't think as your past self as effectively because you've already given yourself the solution to the problem that your current ideal client has. So finding someone that's currently having that problem can be, can be so much more clear for what you need to do now, because those those pain points, those struggles, those challenges that they're going through on a daily might be a little different than yours. So it's important to ask people that you think will be your ideal client and um, figure out what they're going through. And I highly recommend if you want to do like a, a survey with with some questions, do that. But I highly recommend what I did is I got I just put up on my face my Facebook when I first before I even started this Instagram. I'm such a marketing nerd. Before I even started the Instagram. I was like, hey, is anyone, you know, an entrepreneur, have their own business um, and also an introvert and struggles with X, Y, and Z, um, which is like, you know, 
being the face of your business, like, you know, putting your yourself out there for your business or, you know, whatever it was at the time. And, and I had so many people who were like, yes. And so I got on 15 minute calls with them and I just like typed out things that they said. <laughs> and that's the best way oh, okay. to, to do your copy or your marketing, because the best way to do it is like, this is like gold. It's so easy to write your copy. When you ask your audience, your ideal clients questions, they say something back to you and you say that exact thing back to them within the context of your offers, because you have to speak like them and speak to their problems to actually um, get them to resonate with what you're selling and know you have the solution to their problems. So always say what they're saying right back to them when you're selling. That's like gold. <laughs> you know what? I heard that. That's so good. Cause I heard that. I don't even know what training or what course or where I heard it. But they said, you know, when I did that, like when this person was explaining on the course that she actually tried this out and mm -hmm. she did it, she says, I try to gain all these messages from people saying, oh, my gosh, I feel like you. Yes, my mind. that is the message you like, want. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, oh, my gosh, you totally get me. That's basically what yep. they're saying. So, oh, that's so good. I'm going to have to do this because. I, what you know what I've done is what you're telling me not to do which is kind of okay I'm my ideal client you know my past version but like you said I can't really put I can't really solve those problems for yeah. people because like you said you know they've already been solved for yeah. me like I'm already on the other yeah. side so no matter how good I am and I try to go back and think how I used to think there's just there's no way yeah so that's oh that's such great advice um, I'm thinking what's something else I could I could <laughs> share with the copywriting um I think a lot of the times, you know, people buy with their on emotion and they justify with logic. So I think this is a big one for people because I'm a very logical person. So I want facts and things like that. But people don't buy with facts. They buy through emotion. So if you're able to write with emotion and, and not write in in naming certain emotions, you know, like sad or happy or whatever, but, <laughs> but write in a way that paints the picture of their problem. You know, like if you're able to like paint like a morning, like if you're, um, you know, if you're a fitness instructor and you, you know, you help moms, you like paint the picture of why they would want more energy or, or why they want that time for themselves. Mm. You know, it's like, it's using those like really vivid examples, you know, like, they want, you know, more energy to actually like run around with their kids or need that like moment in the morning where it's like you can do something for yourself. Like you you sit down, like you have your coffee or tea, um, you get up and you do something for yourself. You move, you feel, you know, just kind of like sharing how they're going to feel when they've crossed that river from like problem to solution. Like you want to share that feeling mm -hmm. with them because people are buying that feeling. They're buying that result, that outcome they're not buying your process. They're never buying the process. So <laughs> that's a mistake I see a lot of people make is trying to sell the process, trying to sell their modules, trying to sell what they do. Like everyone knows in something like fitness or something, you know, something like that, what you have to do to actually get results. We all know. <laughs> we, right, but, right. It's, it's doing it. That's the hard part. Yeah, like, we know what doing it could be. Do yeah. So like, what's the like, what is the outcome that, that you're giving that person? Because that's what they're really going to buy. They're not going to buy your signature method. They don't care. <laughs> so, right, yeah. right. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Man, Monica, you are good. Okay, I'm going to have to connect with you after the For call. Because sure. <laughs> this is amazing, amazing, amazing. Okay, so just to kind of wrap things up, um, I always kind of ask this question just because I'm always curious and I always wish I could go back in time. So for yourself, if you could go back in time and talk to your younger self, mm. whether it's five, 10 years, I don't know, you pick, um, what is maybe two or three things or advice that you would give your younger self to kind of help her out in that moment? Yeah. Oh gosh. I, so, um, the first one, and I feel like this is a lesson that now I completely have down and will do it no matter what, but before I've ignored it a few times and been burned is trust your gut, like always trust your gut. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah that's uh, that's a huge one. Uh, and like I feel like introverts were like so intuitive a lot of the time and and like usually I just know I know when something's a good fit or a good you know yes. gonna be a good thing and yes. and when I ignore that when I ignore that red flag that my gut's giving me that it's not 
it never works out. So <laughs> yep. that's my oh, biggest yeah. advice. If you think something's off, trust it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Listen to that inner voice. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, another thing, another piece of advice I would give myself is don't put on that extroverted mask because you're going to burn out, like stop listening to people saying that you're not enough exactly the way you are. I mean, part of my story and what I tell people is like my experiences in school and in like offices. And like a lot of the times when I was younger, like I had, you know, I, my like being, being not enough came from you know, teachers being like, oh, like, you know, I always did really well in school academically, but there was always this like, yeah, but you need to speak up or like, you know, you're not reaching your full potential because you don't speak in class. You don't blow up. And you, this, these like, like social norms that I didn't live up to, like alienated me and my, and my abilities. And that was something that I super regret, um, not regret, but I just wish I had taken more with a grain of salt instead of taking on someone else's version of me that wasn't actually true <laughs> yes no and, and you're right you know unfortunately like in a school like in your normal education system yeah I feel like you either have to like fit in or not like there's yeah. not too much space to be you like it's no. it's that you sit you're quiet you have to live you know what I mean like and yeah. I think as parents we kind of feed into it as well because like I know with my kids like if I get a complaint from the teacher it's like all right what's going on yeah it's not so like I'm not it's not like an, an, an initial reaction for me to be like, well, that's who he is. Let him be, you know, who he is. No, it's like, all right, let's try to fix this. Let's try to help him fit in or let's try to help her fit in. Yeah. And, you know, it's something that I feel like as a society, we're learning a little bit more about now. But I know like when I was younger, it was like, dude, like you just sit there, you listen, you pay attention, you get good grades. And that's that. That's what makes you a good student. Yeah. You know, you do what they say. It's not you being you and you being the best version of you. It's you being the version that they need you to be. So like as a unit, you all can work together. Right. It's like a, a conforming. Work. Yeah. This like conformist thing that the schools have. And I had so many good, you know, basketball was like a, a, a gleaming awesome light in school. And that's what kind of like got me through. <laughs> but, that's awesome. But yeah, it's awesome so, that you had that. Yeah. Cause most, some people don't, you know, don't even have that. So it's awesome no. that you did have that out. I feel so fortunate to have that. But yeah, I, I don't think I realized how much because I was held back in school when I was in elementary school because I was too quiet. And that was like another, you know, those like, oh my yeah, those like reinforcements, like, are just something that you take, you don't realize you take in, like they're in there, like, yeah. informing lots of things you do. So like, that's like a passion of mine, hopefully some days to kind of like be in institutions and be able to help them cultivate like the introverted spirit a little better <laughs> mm, that's good that, you know what one of the things that I have as a goal is um with the new business that I'm starting um the we lead society is mm -hmm. uh, like a nonprofit or some kind of foundation where I'm going to call it we lead the youth oh, and yeah. it's just where you know as female entrepreneurs as stronger you know more established women that have um, really embrace their power, like teaching other women or mentoring other younger, you know, younger girls, women, whatever, to embrace that, yeah. to really understand that, you know, kind of, I guess the, the opportunity to go back in time. And although we can't go back in time for ourselves, we can go and speak with these younger, you know, girls, women and say, you know what, like, you know, if you can identify yourself with me, like, it's cool. Like, you're going to be absolutely awesome. Like, yeah, just be you. So I feel like that's something that that's kind of goes hand in hand with what you're saying, being able to go back or not back, but being able to go to these uh, places and tell people like, do like, look at what I'm doing. I'm thriving. And it was because I decided to finally just be me. Yeah. And didn't change myself. And that's true. And representation matters in so many ways, right? Like so many ways. Yeah. Um, and that's so awesome that you're going to do that. That's amazing. Um, and I have one more piece of advice for my younger self and I think anyone. Um, and that is to just like keep it simple. Um, as I grow in my career and in marketing, it's always like simple is better in messaging and launches and offers. Like we all have tons of ideas, but when it comes to building a business, keep it simple at first, start with one or two and then build your business once you've you know, honed and, and mastered those, those offerings and those services and that craft and, and don't put too much on yourself because that is like a recipe for burnout. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Doing too much at one time, right? It's like, you yeah. can't tackle 10 things, just do like one or two really well. Yes, exactly.
Awesome. Oh my gosh, Monica, this was really, really fun. It was so informative. Um, so, so good. And like I mentioned earlier, I definitely look forward to connecting with you because I feel like you have some stuff that I need. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, I would um, love to just, help. <laughs> yeah, no, no, for sure. Because you know what? I, like I said earlier, like I just, I don't know, like, you, you know, I, I should have thought that there's people that would help out with certain things, but yeah. you know, I am so glad that we connected. I'm so glad that you said yes to, you know, being a guest on the podcast, because other than that, I would have like never really known you or, you know, yeah. gotten to know a little bit more about your story and what you have to offer. And I think it's something that is really, really helpful, um, at least for me. So Thank you so much for just being willing to share your time, your knowledge, your just experience with me and with my audience. It's been amazing. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Um, and I hope people get a lot out, out of it. So thank you. Oh, thank I'm you. sure. I'm sure. <laughs> um, oh, really quickly before I forget, because I sometimes forget this part. Where mm. can people connect with you? We talked about your Instagram. Yeah. Um, if you wouldn't mind sharing maybe like your Instagram, your website, whatever information you want to share, where if people are interested, interested in learning more and connecting with you, where would they go? Yes, absolutely. So um, I have an Instagram. It's at unsocially inclined. And my website is unsociallyinclined.com. And I also if you're an introverted entrepreneur out there, I have a free Facebook community um, called the quiet rebel society. Um, and anyone can join. Awesome. I will put the links of all of that. So awesome. for you that are listening, I will put the links of all of this on this, uh, the episode notes. So you guys can go ahead and just click on it and it'll take you to all of these places. So again, Monica, thank you so much for your time. It was amazing connecting with you and definitely look forward to collaborating yeah. more after the episode. Awesome. Thank you so much, Leslie. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And this is just a reminder in case you haven't yet, go ahead and take a screenshot as you finish listening to today's episode and go ahead and tag me because I want to personally thank you for listening. My IG handle is LeslieRegalado26 and on Facebook, it's just LeslieRegalado. And if you share it to your stories, I will go ahead and reshare it. Um, just again, thanking you for listening to today's episode of the Perfectly Imperfect Podcast podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Perfectly Imperfect Podcast. Two things. Number one, head on over to Facebook groups, type in We Lead Society and click join. That is a Facebook group community that I've created for female entrepreneurs and aspiring female entrepreneurs. So those of you in the making, there's great daily encouragement, inspiration, support, lots of love in the community. So make sure you head on over to Facebook groups and click join and also number two make sure that you subscribe if you haven't yet that you rate the podcast and if you're feeling extra generous go ahead and leave a review it just helps us to reach way more people all right thank you again